This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via our participating restaurants, 18 plus reward registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply, see mcdonalds.com. tonight both us here in our little home studios and I'm sure the lads on their way back from uh, the new den because the final score it's put us into the fifth round of uh, the Emirates FA Cup it finished Millwall nil Bristol City three all three strikers uh, scoring goals albeit one had a little bit of a lucky uh, deflection but uh, let's go uh, to uh, the panel which is uh, Dave Fevs and uh, Mark I don't know what's happened to uh, Ian, I'm sure he'll come in uh, later, but I think it was Ian at halftime saying we were being overrun a bit in midfield, but uh, I'm sure he can expand on that. Um, guys, uh, as we do, let's have a quick uh, you know, quick overview of the game before we dive into the details. You first, Dave, and welcome uh, back after your day off in the week. Uh, a bit of, a bit of mid-week, midweek rotation. <laughs> yeah, midweek rotation. Small yeah, no, rotation. I, I, I thought it was a game that we, for, for 20 minutes, it was quite a scrappy affair and we looked like we didn't have much composure, but I thought we grew into the game and eventually I think we, we ran out very deserved winners. You know, 3 0 might have been perhaps one goal to the good, but um, no, it was a really good professional performance. I thought we made a average Millwall side look far less than average. So yeah, really, really pleased tonight and some, some good, good steady performances out there. Excellent. And uh, Mark, what were, uh, what were your thoughts? As Dave alluded to, first half was a bit. Not great. I mean, I've got lots of chances for Millwall there, but uh, we ran out winners and deserved as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's all about confidence. I mean, for some reason, I think the first 20, 25 minutes, we seemed a bit overawed by Millwall. We were losing the ball easily in midfield. I think Taylor Moore played a pass back, which was drifted wide of O'Leary. I think Mary Apple was robbed and they just got cross after cross into the box uh, and some great saves by Frank. But in the end, clinical finishing, 90,000 banks and the chance of a first FA Cup quarterfinal for 47 years after that wonderful one when it leads in uh, February 1974. Yes, I am a history nerd, but I, that, that's a bit of a millstone we like to overcome, I think, Dave. Yeah, no, I think I think you're right there. I mean, look, let's go back to uh, Dave and look at the lineup. Um, six changes, Millwall made uh, eight. Um, what were your thoughts when you saw that lineup? Um, maybe Masengo not being in it was perhaps the only surprise. Yeah, I thought. Bear in mind, he'd done the pre-match interview yesterday. That's normally a good indication of someone 
going to be in the starting line. I don't know what's happened. I, I seem to remember Kieran Agar was on a good run, did the interview and didn't, didn't play again for us. So, uh, yeah, can't always read too much into that. But, yeah, no, I, I think it showed we were taking the game seriously. But also thinking about Tuesday night against Huddersfield by resting people like Alfie Mawson um, and also, you know, Chris Marshall Nash. on the bench. Yeah, Nash. Nash. So, yeah, so a, a, a pretty strong lineup. And was it a four-four-two or a four-three-three? Yeah. Yeah. No, stuck stuck with the the four-four-two. I, I think you know the the beauty of Semenyo and Palmer, if uh, which was probably not the beauty on on Wednesday against Norwich, is the fact they they drift around off off the wings um, and uh, quite often play narrow. And we we saw that with Semenyo's goal that he was the one latching onto a, a Wales pass through the centre of the pitch to to score. So uh, yeah, no, no, you know I don't think it was the side I I would have picked. Because I think there were, you know, too many changes to be confident of what he was going to going to select. But you know, it was it was a, a, a decent team selection that gave us every chance of going there and, and getting the win, which we did. We did, and we got the uh, win. Um, I'll come to you, uh, uh, Mark, to talk about the goal in a minute. But I say early doors. Yeah, we were under the cosh a little bit because it was Mason Bennett who I thought had a reasonably good game for them. Left foot shot save, corner. Brad Bradshaw had a shot save. Mariapp and, and Palmer a couple of times they lost the ball, letting uh, Millwall break down the left. Uh, Parrot uh, put in a good shot, but O'Leary, who I thought was great, was equal to it. And he saved a powerful shot from uh, Leonard as well. But then, uh, Mark, the goal, uh, Agent Fielding, Frankie Fielding was in the building, <laughs> without a doubt. Yeah. And uh, it was a nice little build up, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, Viner to Dijou and Frankie, well, take us through the goal. Well, I think Ian said this at half time, and I've got to agree with him. I mean, the pass by Viner probably was a, a little bit too heavy, which meant that uh, it left a bit for, for, for Fam to do. And Frankie charging off his line, uh, foul, foul Fam, you know, dived at his feet and he, he went head over, head, over, uh, head over heels just to the right of the, uh, the six-yard box. And it was a powerful shot into the bottom right-hand corner, fielding... Uh, uh, dived the right way, but it was you know hard and true, and that's how he hits every single penalty. I think I've only, I think I only know he missed one. I think up at Swansea last season when we lost one nil, he had he missed a penalty, but he normally Correct. hits him hard in the corners. No, no, no Penenka chips for him. So <laughs> I think yeah. we're well we're well served there. But yeah, it was our first shot on target after 31 minutes with a little bit of a bombardment. But then we, I think we. We've, we've, we've just found our confidence. And I think yep. this is what strikes me about City, is we've got some good players. When we when we show our confidence, we play some nice one-touch football. And yep. that's what happened later. But uh, I'll let you go on because I don't want to spoil well, it. Ian, Ian's now in the uh, Ian's now in the room. Ian, um, we'll come to you. We're in the middle of talking about a match action, but I'll, I'll let you have your uh, view on the, the, uh, the opening goal. I mean, it was a uh, clear penalty and expertly dispatched away by uh, Fam, wasn't it? Is that four goals in his last six games, something like that? Well, I'll, I'll take your word for the uh, goals in the games, but one thing for sure, he's, in terms of a striker, he's got to be the first name on the team sheet every week. Um, I, I think the formation, and I said this before the game, I think that formation works against anybody pretty much outside the top six or eight uh, because it gives us a bit more attacking threat. Um, and and it look it, that formation looks good. Uh, I don't think we get away with it. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think we get away with it 
against the sides in, in the in the top six of the championship. But nothing much wrong with that win. And great to see Semenya get a goal because his his shooting's been absolutely shocking lately. So yeah, another well, we come game, on to another, that. another goal. Yeah, we'll come on to that in a minute. I mean, after we'd scored, they almost got an equaliser straight away. I think Tommy Rowe uh, headed off the line after Bradshaw's uh, header and then Mason yeah, Bennett. He had, a, he had a shot saved a couple of minutes after that, their fifth corner, and Dijou showing how good he is at the back of the defence. Um, again, just before half-time, Naki Wells had a free kick well saved and then Wells crossed for Semenyo, who shanked it a bit just before the break. I mean, Dave, that was... Uh, you know, City came back. They could have gone in. They could have gone in one-one, or it could have been two-nil. Because it was, it was quite an end-to-end game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was quite a decent game to watch. Actually, you know, half-time, I was thinking, yeah, this is, this is better from us. It, it wasn't perfect, but I think, you know, you go to Millwall. The first thing you got to do is you've not got to give them any encouragement. And we we spent 20, 20 minutes where we didn't play particularly well, and they had a few kind of scrappy chances, didn't they? But we grew into the game, and, and you know, 20, twenty-five minutes in. We started to pass the ball a little bit. We started to get that little bit of movement. And I, and I thought Casey Palmer, I, I don't think he had a fantastic game today. But for me, the quality of his touch and technique, yeah, and especially under pressure from a, from a man on, and I always call it a lively pitch. It was pretty bare in places, wasn't it? And the ball was bounced around. And you could tell he was the player with that bit of quality when the ball came into him. Yeah. And, I, and I thought people started to get confidence in playing the ball to him. And I think he... He looked confident as well, didn't he? Because he didn't he didn't lose a ball in possession. I he didn't overplay, Dave. No, no. He, he just popped balls off. And, and there were a couple of little balls in that kind of latter 15 minutes of the first half where he got the ball, got a man really tight to him. And he just kind of did one of those little little 10-yard reverse passes that goes five yards forward for yeah. Viner and Backinson to stride on. And then we were through their midfield. And that's not what we've had against teams. That's what that's... we've been crying out for. That yeah, is so that, that was really right. encouraging. Yeah. yeah. Start of the second half, we got into it uh, good and proper. Two promising attacks. And uh, and then Viner, uh, he set up um, a Semenyo, shot into the side netting. And then straight down the other end, it was end-to-end. It was a lively game. Pierce, who we had on loan about five years ago, four years ago, I'm sure people remember that. He ran unchallenged yeah. and Max did another fine save, tipping the ball over the top. Confident handling from Max all day today, I thought, bar one uh, effort that he uh, flapped at, which he didn't get. But the second goal, uh, Mark, uh, I didn't really watch, well, I'm sorry, I didn't watch the build-up, but there was about 20 passes before Palmer uh, set up Semenyu, was fouled, and then uh, Wells took the free kick. Was it one of those 20-pass builds up, a bit like we got at Blackburn a few years ago. Went yeah, back, 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 backwards and forwards, prizing them open. But the crossfield pass by by Casey was tremendous. I mean, it reminded me a little bit of the crossfield pass to, to uh, Josh Brownhill in the final minute against Charlton. He just hits these great blind passes when he doesn't have to think. You know, he's like a, he's like a golfer who can get it right near the hole. Uh, he's, he, his passes are that good. And Antoine took it on his chest and he's directs, and he'll just draw fouls all day. He drew fouls in the first half, and it was uh, it was in good range um, for either Tommy. Uh, it looked like it favoured Tommy Rowe because it was on the right hand side for a left footer, uh, but Naki had got that shot, you know, right on the post, which had been beaten away by uh, by Frankfield in the first half, and he got a slice of luck. But when he deserved it because uh, you know when you 
when you when you hit a free kick that well, that's what happens. Tough, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Shit, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. No, it's good for us to get that lucky break. I mean, Ian, uh, after 62 minutes, uh, Semenyo did get the ball in the net after more good passing from City, as both uh, Dave and Mark have said. We're knocking it around well. Offside then, and I think it might have been Naki that was offside, but uh, the goal, uh, 71 minutes in, that third goal that made it an unassailable lead, even for City. Yeah, take us through that uh, third goal. And Semenyo's, not his goal, first goal in the league, but his second goal in cup competition. How did you see that? It was a great build-up and a great finish, wasn't it? Well, the, the point that stood out to me was uh, Naki Wells playing as a, playing as a striker. Uh, gets the ball back to goal, hooks a fantastic crossfield pass to Semenyo. Defender can't get it. The minute Semenyo gets that ball and he's got grass to run into, you're in trouble because he's quick and he's powerful. So you've got two choices. You can trip him up uh, or you can chase after him. And, and they went for option two and they couldn't catch him. And what yeah. I liked is he, is he running through. He had plenty of time to think about what he was going to do with the ball, but it was a cracking finish with his left foot. So I hope... That's the first of many, yeah. uh, because one of those guys you look at and you think sometimes oh, oh, he's he actually he's right footed. Then you think, no, hang on a minute, he might be left footed. So I think he's two footed, um, and then he obviously did my uh, trademark celebration, the um, the backflip. Back yeah, I know I, I he's, was... a, he's, he's a fair bit of uh, a fair bit of body there, isn't he, Semenyo? <laughs> you know, you sort of see it going up. You know, the ground would have shuddered underneath that. But it's interesting what you say there, Ian, about you know they have two options to trip him or let him go or try and hope that he loses it because both of those free kicks outside the box, it was Semenyo's powerful run that was being fouled, and if he adds goal scoring to that powerful running. He's going to be another, I'll call it saleable asset, because we'll come on to all that later he, on. But uh, he'll he be, looks strong if he has today, a season, If he has a season, when he does that, he'll be gone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you that now, because yeah. somebody will come in. I don't think he's a striker, not yet anyway. I think he's a wide player. Uh, yeah. and I'm talking championship up. I think he'd be a great striker for the Rovers. Um, but that... You know, and I, I, I may have to. I'll have a look at the um, what my trademark says on that celebration. But that was always my celebration, and as far as I'm concerned, he's in, he's infringed. He's infringed the copyright, and I'm have to go down to training. Room, I think it was uh, training six, ground. Six, six point oh for a technical merit and artistic impression you used to get, didn't you, Ian, for that? On uh, the ice? Most of the t- most of the time, the best bit and the thing that really used to bring the house down was when I used to land on my head. Um, yeah. Could you still everybody... do it, though, Ian? Could you still do that? Oh yeah. Do oh, Dave. Is that morning. why you're short, Ian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it took three inches off me. I didn't keep landing on me, but the lads loved it, and it was good for team spirit. So I kept doing it. All right. That, I no, mean, Dave, I, since we're talking about goal celebrations, and I didn't play at all, and I don't think you did either, Mark, but Dave, you're an accomplished <laughs> footballer on the local scene, allegedly, in days gone by. <laughs> did you have a trademark celebration? Was it the raised I, fist of I, Alan Shearer or, uh, I, I or had, drinking of, uh, what's his name, Paul Merson? How did you I, say? I, I had two. <laughs> okay, two celebrations. That one because I scored two goals. I scored, scored a few more. <laughs> <laughs> but. but the, when, 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 I, when I played for Brislington, um, they used to call me the policeman uh, because when I when I scored, I'm not like I scored tons for them. I just used to 
walked purposely back with a long stride and my arms going alongside me and they sort of used to call me the policeman but my uh if i if i was playing like sunday stuff or something like that i'd have a bit more of a, a laugh then i i used to like to do the correcta aeroplane and you know wheel away with my arms uh, but you know you know as, as a kid i think i might have done a mick shannon once but probably dislocated my shoulder so i, I didn't do that anymore. <laughs> well look, i mean the substitutions when they came i wrote down and somebody else put on otib actually what's that going on in the background Oh, I think they're trying to they're trying to they're trying to tunnel out of uh, Dorm Three past the Germans. It's my next door neighbours who just oh, moved dear, in. Oh dear, oh dear! Sand, you, sand you, in, you, sand you never let us down. Out. You never let us down. Cheltenham are drawing nil nil against Man City in first half injury time as we speak. But there we go. Oh, Seventy five minutes. The substitutes uh, started. Yeah, I wrote down why Martin then. Yeah, and uh, Masengo. Well, ignore Martin. Masengo came on again. It was only a cameo, but he looked impressive. As did. Is it Awura Edwards, Dave? I mean, those substitutions. Why bring Martin on? You know, he didn't. You know, he didn't need to do that at three 0 did we? Really? And the only logical thing you can think is play. You need to keep his leg. And you know, if he'd have done a pre-match warm up and all the stuff in readiness for the games today, and then not play. Might be one player who, who might get stiff back out of his legs, and and that's that's the only thing I could think of. And, and so you know, it was a, it was a strange one. I'd have had Sam Sam Bell on there, and you know, give give him fifteen minutes. I was, I was desperate to to see him for longer than than three minutes. Yeah. Do you know what something? You... What we, you know what we got coming up now in the next thirty-one days? Ten matches. Ten matches. Yeah, in thirty-one days. Um, yeah. Because that that fifth round tie is actually a midweek tie, uh, so it's between Cardiff and the uh, the Cardiff and Watford games, I think. So right. yeah, it's oh, going to be a game. It's going it's going to be wall to wall games for for for, uh, for February two in January. We've got eight in February now. So uh, well, it, yeah, it's just gone talking from about Barnes going to Hellish. Yeah, talking about going through the uh, um, to the next round. I mean, Sheffield United found a little bit of form, but that's a place that City can go and have a chance, I would say. But let's go through the marks for the chaps. Uh, I'll give mine, and if you violently disagree with any of them, say higher or lower, so it's a bit like playing cards, right? <laughs> so, uh, I, I, Do we get I a Brucey bonus? Yeah, because I forgot to say, the last thing that uh, one of Millwall's best uh, uh, sequences of the game, when Bennett crossed the ball and Thompson, powerful header saved by, saved by uh, Max. And as I say, Bennett and Thompson were taken off after that. So that was a bit bizarre. So here we go. Max O'Leary, seven. Shout it out. You know, not individually. Just go and I'll take a view on that. Max O'Leary, seven. Uh, eight. Eight for eight, me as well. Eight, eight. All right. So we give it. Right. Okay. Mariapa, seven. Six. 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 Kala, seven. Eight. Seven. Seven. More. Six. Six. Seven. Six. <laughs> Row. Seven. Six. Agreed. Six. <laughs> Agreed. In the middle. middle. Viner. Seven. Seven. Yep. Yeah. Back in seven. Se- oh, seven. Seven. Right. Back in seven. <laughs> Back in seven. Seven. Yeah. Seven. Yeah, seven. just agreed. Yeah, agreed. Palmer, eight. Seven. 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 Close to an eight, but seven. Don't go overboard, David. 
So I was being a bit optimistic compared to me. I know. Semenyo, eight. 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 Yeah, I'm sure the June March is time for our music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dijou, seven. Six. Seven. Seven. There you go. Wells, seven. Seven. Eight. Seven. Well, that's probably Ian's giving him an extra mark there because he looked interested for the first time in a while. But there we go. All right. Well, look, that's uh, that's done the game. I mean, the bloody commentators on there. He was calling in Tyler Moore in the first half. Yeah. Um, but uh, again, Millwall no home wins in eight. So you know, maybe nine now. I think, isn't it? Nine, nine after, if you include uh, that game, yeah. after us, and that was our sixth win in the last thirteen games. No draws, seven defeats, shutouts in five. Last draw we had was a nil-nil against Watford. I mean, let's look forward very briefly to uh, the two games coming up now in the week ahead, which are Huddersfield Tuesday and um, Wayne Rooney's Derby County putting QPR in further trouble. They did with a 1-0 win today at uh, Kazim Stadium or whatever it's called these days. Um, I'm saying four points is a minimum requirement for those uh, two games. I mean, Ian, four points for you, nothing to be really afraid of but derbies seem to have turned the corner a bit don't they well without wishing to put the put the mockers on it uh huddersfield are are where their bogey side so <clears throat> yeah I, i'd say four points is a minimum but derby are down the bottom we've got a decent record there and the first game under wayne i think they lost when he was appointed full-time manager they lost so i think we need to go up there i think we may need to go back to the three-five-two against them. Although, as I said, against the not so good sides, um, the four-four-two can and will work. So, um, yeah, I, I think I'd, I'd, I'd be disappointed if we got less than four points. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Okay. Um, Mark, same for you. Four points, a win, and a draw. Yeah, I don't see any reason why we can't get six. Um, I think we, we 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 definitely should beat Huddersfield if we want to go anywhere. I don't see us doing anything this season, but if we did want to go anywhere, the good thing is Derby will the will try and play football against us and give us the space to play in. So uh, you know we got a very good chance of it and on their counter attack with our our new secret weapon Antoine Semenyo. I don't know if any of you have seen him. He, he does score goals apparently. Yeah, apparently, and good and good goals as well. Dave, I mean, it, four points. I mean, we're due a draw just on the law of averages, really, aren't we? I mean, typical City would probably be a draw and a win if it was going to be that way round. But you know, four points is that minimum just to keep the hope of sixth slot. Uh, on on the horizon, it, it would probably gain us some ground on the teams above us if we get four points from six games, because you know undoubtedly some of those teams will lose one game amongst them. So yeah, if we want to close that gap a little bit and keep in touch, then you got to win one, draw one. Um, but yeah, it it won't be easy. Either game won't be easy, and uh, you know it's not like we're on top form, is it? You know we we were good, decent today, but. We've had some off off performances as well, yeah. so yeah, I think I just yeah, take take each game as it comes. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a hackneyed phrase, but uh, very <laughs> very appropriate the way we are because you know it's win lose win lose, you know. But uh, I hope I'd, I'd sooner have well, you don't want to draw, you don't want to go draw draw because that's not really no. nothing really. I mean, it has been a good day today because agent Matty Taylor he banged in uh, two goals against the uh, Gas, who now find themselves nestling in the uh, bottom four 
of uh, League One. So Paul Tisdale, that was looking uh, a good appointment. Uh, we are going to talk about the Mark. <laughs> we are going to talk about the Mark Ashton interview. But I was intrigued today. I had my eye on what was going on up at um, the Stadium of uh, Light, or it's known as the Stadium of something else by uh, many people these days, because it was Wilbraham versus Lee Johnson. It would have been Steve Cottrell, and whilst he's uh, uh, still uh, not over COVID, apparently he was uh, controlling team selection. It finished Sunderland one. Shrewsbury nil uh, so he LJ got the um, uh, the win at home that he needed but I've got to share these with you this is off the Sunderland's forum after the game today and we've heard it all before well on top first half then LJ tries to be clever by switching winners as poor as we've been in the second half he looks clueless to me what a crock of shit seemed better seemed, <laughs> seemed better suited seemed better suited to playing away from home. That's very mild, and I haven't even heard his interview yet. I mean, are we, should, should I Should I really – Should we? are we really bothered about what Lee Johnson is doing no, Dave, up in Sunderland, Dave, or is it just Dave, me? Can I, can I just say, we aren't, uh, but you are. You've got a bit of a fixation. You've got, you've got a bit of – Bit of a fixation with him, mate, and you, and you need to uh, wobble your head a bit and stop yeah. it. I'll tell you, look, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. It does I'll provide a laugh, though, doesn't it? No, I'll tell you what it is, right? Because Mel said to me today, she said, why Why do you Why you got this thing about... And I said, look, I said, bake no bones about it. I got two lovely daughters. I like most blokes. You want a boy and you want him to play football for Bristol City or something like that. Now, if I'd had a boy, he probably would have been a pianist and not interested in football at all. <laughs> but I look at Lee Johnson, who only had the football career that he had because of his dad. Right, and then he's gone on, and it's a—I don't know—it's an envy thing. I don't know, you know, having your boy. I mean, you got daughters, Ian. I don't know. You, if, I mean, yeah. having making your kids, having your kids playing, yeah, it'd be great. But then if they don't want to do it, um, you know, you are where you are, aren't you? Anyway, let's move on. That was my little thing about Lee Johnson. I, yeah, I will try not to have that obsession. Um, Right, the big talking point was the fact that Gregor McGregor did, uh, in the wake of, uh, I think we smoked Mark Ashton out of his bunker um, because he gave an extensive 8,000-word interview to Gregor McGregor. You haven't counted them up one by one, have you? <laughs> no, that's what Gregor put on This Is Bristol. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll come to you first, Dave. I mean, Dave, today... Um, the performances on the pitch and the youngsters coming in and doing well, the Viner, Backinson, Semenya and O'Leary, yeah, because that was four good performances uh, for us. It was almost a little bit like a get-out-of-jail card for uh, Mark Ashton because it deflected away from him. But you've looked at the article in detail. I haven't, what, actually. I've read it. Haven't you? Oh, no, no, I've only read a, a couple of bits. You've of read it, a few bits. But, I mean, yeah. what? I mean, he, he had to come out and say something and he's on Jeff Twentyman on the on Monday night isn't he but um you know what the little bits that you've read what what were your thoughts because it looks like Steve Lansdowne sanctioned fam going for nothing rather than silly money yeah, yeah? I, I, I guess if we start off with the the Famara thing my, my my general kind of thoughts on that are I'm glad he's not old enough to ransom and and we're you know for a player who's I guess, you know, he, he's one of our four strikers. Let's just say that. But he's not the nailed-on starter, is he? He's not our star striker. Of late, he's, he's, he's played some, some decent games and one might think, is that because he's in the shop window? But if we're offering him the best contract or one of the best contracts we've ever offered, I think that's a bit out of kilter with where we are in the in the financial world. And, and I, 
if it was me, I wouldn't be offering him the best contract that Bristol City have ever offered. I'd, I'd be looking at someone else potentially. So I, I'm glad he's not holding us to ransom. It'll be whatever it'll be. I thought, I thought in general, Mark Ashton's responses to Gregor's questions from what I've read so far seemed a, a, a pretty, um, what's the word, a, accomplished response. Actually, yeah. I felt a bit sick afterwards because I really wanted it to be crap in, in, in a well, way. Do you know what? Do you know what? Yeah, do you know what, Dave? I read it through, and I'm going to obviously come on to uh, Mark and Ian. I read it through, and I thought, can't argue with any of, any of it, really. He said a lot of sensible stuff. He did seem as though it wasn't a lot of the decisions. It's not him. You know, it was Dean wanted uh, Joe... Didn't want, didn't see yeah. a place for Joe Morrell. Dean didn't see a place for Sammy Sesmodic. So it's a, look, don't or look Corey at me. Smith. Or Corey Smith. Or, don't look at me. Or, or, or Sammy Smodic either. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> and Sammy. Did I pronounce his name wrong? Did yeah, I? Yeah. What did I call him? Sesmodic. Sesmodic. <laughs> the Smod, the Smod Meister. Yeah. Right. Ian, I'll come to you next. You've read the article in full. Was it the usual yeah. corporate speak from MA or. Uh, you know, do a, we give him the benefit of the doubt, or was well, he? There was a large, large element. In it. The only thing I, I actually learned out of it, to be honest, was that Williams is out training because, from what Dean Holden said the other week about, don't know if we'll see Joe this season. I'd written him off for the season, so that was good news. Um, we spoke yesterday, Ian, didn't we, about that? And I said I, yeah. there was another, there was another interview from Holden maybe a week later that gave a bit more promise. But, yeah, probably that one might have but, but been also one, of his, same, one of his long interviews. So. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, um, the the feedback on Liam Walsh wasn't as good. You know, he's had a very serious injury. It's not something you can cure in an operation. It will heal when it heals. So you can understand why there's no um, no rush to get information out about him because so we now know Williams might be back. We know that Pato and Stephen Sessignon should be back tr- in full training first week in Feb. And Pato's possibly available and so Stephen Sessignon for the Derby game. Um, and Baker, uh, it, we've had complete radio silence, but I understand uh, to coin a phrase, he's out on the grass. So, uh, you know, let's hope because there's no doubt with four or five of those back in the team, four or five back in the team, we would have a stronger team and it would give us a bit more edge, more strength in depth, a stronger bench, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, one, one thing I did look at before today, when you talk about playing a weakened team and all the rest of it, we had uh, 24 million was the starting lineup. That's what we paid because there's no Mawson in the squad. And the subs were ten point four. Yeah. So you had you had thirty five million quid's worth to put that the subs and the bench together. And when you consider we had a lot of um, out of contract players on there, like Martin in row, and we also had a good few young lads who we haven't paid a button for. Um, it's quite stark. Yeah. No, that's true. I mean, Mark, you've read the uh, the article, Dave had said and then I agreed with him that you know everything that Ashton said you know it's easy to vilify him and point the finger at, at somebody and he seemed to be in the spotlight over the last 10 days but it was it was a decent interview and I guess 
Ashton with Gregor McGregor is a bit like Anthony Joshua having a punch up with you and me and then going on to play um uh, uh who's that other bloke who's he's fighting soon. You know, because Tyson Jeff Fury? Tyson, Tyson Fury, Fury yeah. Tyson, so, so Jeff Twentyman might give Ashton a bit more of a tough questioning on Monday or or or, or not. What do you think? And what do you yeah, think of the content? He, he usually does. I mean I think yeah, it was very polished from, from Ashton. He got in his uh, his usual um and he didn't say thank you to the Lansdowne family. He said uh, Lansdowne's have been phenomenal and talked about a training pitch. I think it was interesting what he said about Joe Morrell um, because Dean said he wanted to move him on because he had his midfield sorted out. But I think that was when he still thought that Walsh and Williams would play, uh, play that you know would, would would start in the core state there before their protracted injuries. So I still wonder if he if he if he'd known that then where he would have uh, kept Joe Morrell very possibly. Um, mm. But um, other than that, it didn't tell us uh, it didn't t- tell us too much. No. I think it was uh, – but, I mean, Ashton – It was well-timed. He needed, to, he needed to do it. And yeah. he did it. it was like hearing somebody convey – it was like hearing government speak or something like that. It said, yeah, he's a very right, polished but... performer. He's somebody uh, – I mean, if you look at his, his – his, I mean, he's done interviews with a few – you know, to trade trade press. He was a he was somebody who didn't make it as a player for West Brom. I think he was a goalkeeper. And yeah. so what he did was he threw himself into the uh, into the management side and learned him from top to bottom. And he's been around. And I think he, he has done interviews before where it, it's you know he, he's talked a lot of cliches. Whether Gregor is just giving him, you know, he, he's taken those out. But I think he has spoken verbatim. To that interview was was a lot easier read than some of the stuff we'd seen previously. Yeah. So uh, fair play to yeah. him, I suppose. D- Dave, uh, there was you, you haven't read the article in full, but it didn't really delve into injuries at all, other than him saying, you know, we analyse every area of the club. But one thing he did say, he said we gave Dean two good coaches, but because of circumstances with COVID, we haven't able been able to do much. Eleven versus eleven. And and therefore, and he was almost excusing the fact that we haven't got the benefits out of Downing, Dowling, and um, and Simpson. Yeah. But from a training perspective, I would have thought you would be doing quite a lot of eleven versus eleven on any specialist coaching would be in small groups. I mean, what's your view on on that? It was almost like excusing that you know they didn't. Maybe they've heard, he's been listening to what people have said that well, what what value are they giving Dean? But what, yeah. what, what do you think to that comment? I, I, I think I think twofold. I think there's a, an element that says, with the intense schedule that we've had, your actual time to spend on the training ground drilling systems and patterns of play and things like that is limited because you need to rest the players. So I would imagine, you know, if you if you think of a Saturday, then we go and play Tuesday. They'll get a day off tomorrow. They'll 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 be in Monday. But the players that played will be on a real light session and they'll be taking the stiffness out of their legs and doing all that kind of stuff. And they probably won't get much more than an hour of everyone together. And then they've, then they've got to obviously prep, prepare for the game. And then they'll be travelling up to Huddersfield. And so the actual time to spend drilling on the pitch, I don't think is there. And then, of course, the other bit is when you've got so many injuries, you actually haven't got enough players to, to do anything more. I was really surprised a few weeks ago when... There was a, a bit of a kind of furore around Dean saying, oh, we had a really hard kind of internal match at the club. And I'm thinking they'd have done really well with the injuries to actually 
get an 11 the 11 and i think it's one of those things that, that's kind of got taken a bit out of context they might have played a bit a bit more of a an attack v defense kind of thing on a, on a half pitch or something you know but i don't think they'd have been going around clattering each other i think there's competitive training and there's competitive training and i i, I think we just have to be a, you know they're sensible pe- people they they D- do know Dave. what they're, they're doing yeah. yeah sorry mark can I just ask, um, wasn't it a training a, 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 a training game of 11-11 that caused the Williams injury, from what we understand, reading between the lines? I don't think it's ever been admitted, has it? No, 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 no it hasn't it, I, can a- I can answer that. No, it wasn't. It, no, it they, wasn't they, a behind-closed-doors game against Cheltenham, as it was, was rumoured. It was before it was the that. first no, training game, you know, a training it was, session. No, it, was yeah. the first, it was the first training session he ever did with the club. Yeah. Oh, Christ. Shh. There was there was a, there was originally a team sheet that was put or you know a, on on social media that this was the two 11s that played against each other after the Cheltenham friendly that happened kind of around midday, and and it and his name appeared in that. So I think most people thought he he'd got injured in that, but then that's subsequently been uh oh no that was kind of a bit of guesswork from from someone. So you know usual kind of thing you get a bit of you know get full facts too. Yeah. No, and I, th- I think you have to, I mean, one question it wasn't asked is why have we, properly, was why have we had all these injuries? Why is it so many? Okay, every club has got one, two, possibly three players who get injuries. Every club you could line up and mention, I could probably say, ah, yeah, but you even look at big clubs like Liverpool, and they've had a real bad time with injuries, particularly with centre-backs. Okay, mm. I get that, but they haven't got twelve. No, they're and not hamstring eat... tears, are they? Either you know. No, yeah. and if you exclude Brunt, who who you know, fair play to him, tore his contract yeah, up. He couldn't. Yeah. He couldn't. He couldn't play anymore. That that would be twelve. We've now got eleven. Now, knowing that Williams is uh, now going to be available this season, we've we've now got um, f- f- uh, six out for the for the season. And five that are available, or sorry, six available to come back and five out for the season. That's how the 11's made up. But I'm wondering if at the moment the ones back <coughs> for the season include Liam Walsh. And I'm, I'd really like to know if he's going to play this season. If he's not, just let us know and we can all move and, on. And, and, will then... he ever, and will he ever play for the club? Because he's out of contract, yeah? And, yeah. You yeah. Know, and he's not played enough to justify a contract that in a post-COVID environment because I put my money on him going back to Coventry. Yeah, and- we, triggered, we triggered the additional year, didn't we, last year? Yeah, but that, the point is, our Coventry, because everybody's post-COVID, it's not just Bristol City. Well, this is it, our, yeah. Our Coventry, I mean, it might be non-footballing reasons that, that makes him move. He might want to go back to Liverpool. He might have a, a, a girlfriend that lives in Coventry. I don't know what is, you know, I, I don't know and I don't want to know what situation are, but I'd rather know with players. I said a year ago, Fam was going to run his contract down and he wasn't going to sign. And and my annoyance isn't that he isn't signing the contract now. It's up to him. My annoyance is that a year ago, we didn't say to him, Fam, there's a contract. Honest, mate, it's the best offer we can give you. Uh, you've got a month to consider it. Come back to us. But we want that contract signed, and we're going to have to list you. That, that's yeah. yeah we I, circulate your name, boys. Yeah, I do the same with every single player that's got a year left because we can, you know. Okay, we've got Steve Lansdowne. He's an incredibly wealthy man. 
and he's pumped an awful lot of money into the football club. But even he must be thinking, well, hang on a minute. We're, we're seriously, it's not just Zizou whose contract's running out. This is something else I've got against the interview. It's okay concentrating on fans because he's our record signing. I get that. But how about all the other, others that are at contract? There's none. Yeah. No, but we talked about this in midweek, didn't we? That, you know, as you yeah, just reminded me, loads of clubs have got players out of contract. No, but loads of clubs have got players out of contract and all these scouts, never mind scouting offshore uh, and what have you, will know who's going to be available, right? And the football finances, you know, it's like a great big monster coming up over the hill that the chickens are going to come home to roost on that once this season gets out of the way. Because if people aren't, we haven't got bums on seats in stadium by August, you know, the way things are going, you know, some clubs are going to fall uh, fall away, aren't we? I mean, look, the key thing is this. We are going to get some of the players coming back and, you know, they will add value to the side. And whilst we've been pretty mediocre in most of the matches, today was great, just like it was against Preston, to be fair. We put in a performance. I can remember when John Ward took over as manager back at the tail end of 96-97 season. He came in and won six out of the last seven, which got us into the playoffs. As long as we're that five or six points behind the playoffs, Mark, we've still got a very, very good chance, unless we're five or six points behind with seven games to go or something like that. Is that how you're seeing things at the moment? You're usually the cup half full type of guy. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a great chance. That there's a chance for a, a number of teams to, to get six spots. Uh, I mean, Cardiff were falling away, and they've just replaced, you know, replaced Neil Harris with somebody who's who's got uh, four promotions and two championships, uh, you know, uh, under his under his belt as a manager. And Mick McCarthy, who's a very safe pair of hands, so they want to still go for it. But yeah, City have got good good chance of any of, of, of in the top finishing the top six. But we've got to keep creating chances and put them in the back of the net. And I yeah. think today was a, a great change because in the second half, we, we had lots of chances. Um, the first half, it was the same old story. First shot on target from a penalty after yeah. half an hour. But after that, and it's a com- I think it comes back to confidence again. When we're playing on the front foot and we, we you know... I agree. We, we, we put our foot into the tackles and, you know, back in some was, was, was better and so much better in the second half. And Viner, and he can, and he can pass the ball as well. And I think that, that frees up the likes of uh, of uh, Kate, of uh, Casey uh, Palmer because you know he needs he needs two two tacklers alongside him to be because yeah. he can't tackle very well no. though he did a couple on the wing and then Wells it'd be nice to see Wells start some games because I think he's our best striker of the ball by far. Well, he looked uh, interested today as well. He yeah. didn't have that forlorn look on his face. I mean, Dave, your uh, Mick McCarthy being named as uh, manager over at Cardiff, probably supported by Terry Connor, who usually is. Uh, yes, yeah. Connor. It's happened already, has it? Yeah, yeah. Terry yeah. Connor, yeah. he's over yeah. there. I mean, you look at McCarthy coming in there, and I think somebody put on OTIB today. You know, we look at a club like Cardiff. You know, in the last 10 years, they've had two promotions to the Premier League. They've been pretty short, and they didn't seem to mess about with that appointment. There was no six weeks or anything like that before they decided. Do you think that's a good appointment for Cardiff City, Mick McCarthy? Yeah, I, I think I'd have loved him here at some point. I think he's a really good manager. I think he seems to have this kind of view that he's long ball because of the way he played with Republic of Ireland. But, you know, some of his sides in the past, Mill, uh, yeah, Millwall when he was there, you know, some years ago, they were a really exciting side. Ireland's nails as well. 
But, you know, that kind of typifies Mick McCarthy as a bloke as well. I think he's a very good manager. He had a, he had a, a rough end at the end of his time at Ipswich, which probably has tainted his... his and his time at Wolves as well, wasn't it, really? Because, yeah. you know, he, he, he was messing around. But he's, he's a bit old school, though, isn't he? Yes, you would say that. Do you agree with that, Ian? Mick McCarthy, old school and time to move on from people well, of so that ilk? Well, so is Neil Warnock. And yeah. uh, he's not doing a bad job at Pitt Borough. I mean, I think if you've got um, my where I sit on managers, I don't think Lee Johnson should have got the job because there was nothing on his CV that suggested he should get it. And I don't think Dean and Dean Holden for the same reason. Now I know people will be saying, "Well, hang on a minute, you've got to start somewhere," and that's very true. Um, but if you look at where the likes of Warnock and uh, Mick McCarthy started. They didn't start in the Premier League um, and they didn't start in the Championship. I can remember Warnock at Plymouth, Notts County. And he's, he he's always, That's where he started. He's always done the work with unfashionable clubs. So yep. they've both gone out and they've both um, learnt the job from the basement up. They haven't always got it right. And like all managers, they've been sacked. Um, yep. But I, I know that... Um, so, so that's where I was coming from when I talked about a track record. Yeah, and, and somebody well, like, you know, somebody like Warnock or um, Mick McCarthy, even Paul Cook, had a track record of, of winning a championship and uh, winning championships and getting promoted. Or well, Paul Cook, lower, I said, I think division. I said to you today, Ian, when we were chatting uh, lunchtime, I said Paul Cook is sort of like a modern day. Gary Johnson, a slight upgrade on Gary because Gary was non-league into bottom of the league, but Paul Cook's done it, and he—I'm surprised he's not got fixed up with anybody uh, just yet. But one manager who seems to be under real pressure—he was trending on Twitter just after the matches—and that's the one that was everybody's shooing back in the summer, and that's Chris Hutton at Nottingham Forest. Now, Dave, I don't know how much you. Well, you probably don't follow Forrest per se, but, you know, he's, is, is that a club that's in disarray or is it that Hewton's got done there and doesn't seem to be working his magic one iota? They lost 5-1 today. I think they might have won their previous game, but Hewton's proven to be not all that. Would you uh, agree with that? I think as a club, they're, they're, they're not the basket case Forrest of five to seven, eight years ago, which were, yeah. you know, re- real trouble. I think they've, they've that's recovered. The green, that was when the green yeah. was running it, wasn't it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so yeah. I, and I'm not quite sure the ownership there now. So they're not, they're not a, a mess like they were then. But the other thing is they, they appointed Hewton into the season. You know, I think, I think he might have been, I think he brought in one player on like day two in, in the job. And, and that guy's now gone back out on, on loan somewhere. So you would imagine that, it was already a done deal, and it was just being announced as as Lamucci got sacked and uh, and Hutton come in. And I think I don't think you you can really compare to. I'm sure Forest fans would have and probably City fans would have expected him to have done better than what he has so far. But taking over someone else's team, you've taken over someone else's team that was you know built over a 15 month period, and are probably going to play very differently. So. I, I think you just have to wait. To, you know, I guess Forest fans will be hoping that they survive the drop this season, and then he gets a summer to start to put his plans into place. Yeah, so, we hope um, so. Unless, unless somebody pulls it, but you know, 
football people live on a knife edge, you know, it might get so bad that somebody does pull the trigger. I mean, one manager who could get uh, go for the high jump because they're falling like a stone is uh, Mark Warburton. Now, he's a manager that made his name really at Brentford, which got him the Rangers job. I mean, Ian, Mark Warburton, you know, he's another name that we might have wanted here. Had he been available? What What are your thoughts on him and QPR? I, they're in their deep shit at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, I, I, and I think he's got a difficult job to do because he's he's at a club that haven't got any money or, or yeah. they're not prepared to spend any money. Um, mm-hmm. And there's only so much you can do. And, and what you have to say about QPR is they have brought through some excellent young players like the lad Eze that went to Palace. Palace, yeah. And they've got the right winger that... It should have equalised against us up there, but he, he scuffed it wide when he, he should have just smashed it with his right foot. But I, I, I like um, I, I like the way his sides play. I think he's an attacking manager, but I don't think if you look at the defensive side of the game, um, QPR or anything much. The other thing you don't know in the FA Cup is how strong um, the sides are they put out. I mean, we beat Millwall today. They made eight changes. We made six. So you can't really tell. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm really glad we won and all the rest of it because if, if nothing else, we need the money. Um, but um, I, I, you know, you, you it, it's the league games where you're going to see people's first eleven, and that's why I would I I think Dean will stick to the same um, uh, formation, the same shape, same up front. But I think he'll make three changes when we play Huddersfield on Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Well, that that's uh, that's there to be uh, that's there to be seen and looked uh, forward to, really, isn't it? Yeah, because that's uh, the next game that's coming up when we'll be doing a live pod. Well, the good thing about tonight is that I don't think we've had any sound problems at all because in uh, Headhunters Castle, I've actually done it in a different room, a uh, different room, and I'm about three feet from the router. So anybody who's... sorry, Chelton. sorry. Just scored, yeah. Is it on the VAR? Yeah, long, oh, I don't know. Long, long throwing. <laughs> Scrambling the box, oh, he scored. No. Sorry. Oh, no. So they won, they won it up? Yeah. Yeah, well, somebody, somebody just joined us and he said, I'm Ali from Iran. <laughs> so we do have an international audience here. But uh, there we go. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, so I think, I think we're pretty much done for this evening. I'd just like to say, you know, apologies for sound quality in the past. Yeah. Tomo, he came up with a feature, a couple of ideas for features that we're going to mention. And one of them, I'll email the lads, is the last 15 managers at Bristol City. Have they been the cheap option, the best available at the time, or pushing the boat out? So we're going to go on and do that. We've had a few people say, why don't you do this on Zoom? And I looked up today that you can do Zoom and live streaming on a YouTube channel, but there's a 20-second delay. And as I've said to a number of people on this, I get more of a buzz doing it live. But what I'm thinking of doing is actually getting a Forever Bristol City Zoom channel, yeah? And I don't mind paying a subscription for it. No, I'm not looking for a sponsor. So that we could do it on Zoom and have up to 100 people in the room. I mean, we've got just over 40 today. I don't think we'll ever get to 100. But... If people want to send messages to me at Headhunter on OTIB or most people know how to get hold of one of us, uh, whether you would watch stroke listen to this on Zoom, 
rather than the app. And then because one of the comments raised in our direction is that, you know, I tend to cut over people. And is that because we can't see each other and that type of thing? So this is really going out to the listeners. I mean, I think Dave, me and Ian have talked about trying different things. But when they said Zoom live streaming on YouTube, there's 20-second delay. I think that defeats the object because Dave and uh, – well, mainly Dave – you're doing great interaction with the people that are asking questions on the um, uh, on the text as we're uh, going. Uh, <laughs> and Dave is participating as he does because Ali in Iran has asked what your idea about Iranian government. <laughs> Dave said back, "What league do they play?" But there we go. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for God's, no, hey, for not, God, for God's gonna... sake, don't answer that. They'll find out where you live, and, no, and that, no. that'll be the finish of you. <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm not saying anything. Actually, I'm not going to say anything because I could get myself into trouble with one of my comments. <laughs> but I'm not going to do that, guys. Uh, look, it's been a good, good little pod. Much better when I know that the sound's not going because I feel a bit more relaxed doing it uh, as well. Hopefully, we'll all be back. Well, hopefully I'll be back Tuesday. Hopefully you three guys will as well. When we'll be hopefully celebrating a home win. Um, Dave, Mark, Ian, thanks for your contribution. And, uh, Thank you very much. Enjoy, enjoy the rest of uh, your weekend. It was a lovely Sunday. Well, I'm off, I'm off for a nice Cadbury's hot chocolate. Obviously, other, other, other types of hot chocolate are available if anybody's listening. Oh, well, you're having hot chocolate. I'll ask you then, Ian. What's your, uh, <laughs> what, are you off? What, are, what are you doing immediately after this podcast? I'm having a uh, king prawn curry. There we go. And Dave, what are you doing immediately after this podcast? Um, I'm going to wait for Mrs. F to uh, cook me a chicken curry. There you go. And Ali right. from Iran, what what you be eating at this time of of, of, of the day? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'll be back, Ali. If you're listening. Yeah, it's welcome to the world of uh, Bristol City. But guys, thanks again. Just, just before we do go, I, I think right, just right. just on the the OSIB forum, um, yeah. we've been accused of being a really really grumpy and dour, and I, I I think today we've 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 not been that. So if anyone's listening and want to post on the OSIB Facebook forum, tell us tell us whether you yeah. thought we were happier tonight. Yeah, yeah I and think we, we and, were, and, and we love and we love you all. <laughs> And, and and I think the major problem is is when they made listening mandatory. I, I think we, I think, <laughs> I, I think I think we need I think we need to put a stop to that. And that's my way of saying it. If if you don't like it, you know, it's like these people who say I watched that program. That's like Mary Whitehouse back in the seventies, isn't it? With putting yeah. on National Association. Association. I watched that program for three hours and I was disgusted. <laughs> well. Switch the bloody thing off then. There's a button, just press it. There's about a million channels on the television you can watch. You can watch football 24-7 if you like it that much. Yeah. So I'll tell, tell you what I noticed, of course, with all these live games, the, the three of you, the amount of swearing that goes on is brilliant, isn't it? You can just hear it. It's, it, it's, it's in Dolby stereo swearing this season. And when they, when they have the Sky broadcast... I'd like to apologise for what you just heard there. Oh, I think the a, a, Nor- a, Norwich co- a Norwich coach jumped up. I think there was a challenge on by, by the dugout and a Norwich coach. I think what we should do... What we should do at the end of it is have a little rider that comes on saying that if you've been affected by this programme, please dial 0800 123 456 or something like that. Yeah, I think that's probably yeah. the way ahead. I'm gonna that'll, watch, that'll come I'm straight gonna through watch. to me and I'll deal with them. 
Yeah, you'll do with it. I'm going to watch. Where's Beyonce going to get through then? I'm going to watch another three editions of Billions. Yeah, and all I could say is, if Steve Lansdowne was like Bobby Axelrod, we'd be in Europe by now. Have a great evening, everybody, and thanks thank for you. Listening. Cheers. Have a good one, everyone. Bye. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Good night. God bless. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times delivery fee and time supply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.